0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. I'm Pete Wright, and I lament not having a bunch of
1: lightweight, prop-heavy stuff.
0: (laughs) Today we're talking about Minute 124, (laughs) which begins with Steve throwing stronger and stronger punches and ends with the date for the Avengers. Holy cow! We are there. Uh, Back on the show, Eric
2: Deutsch. Hello, Eric. Hi, I'm happy to have actual footage to talk
0: about. No more names. Oh, that's right. This is our post-credit sequence. Uh, Do you remember um, when you saw Iron Man? Did you know there was a post-credit sequence? Did you stay
2: I did not know there was a post credit sequence, but I did stay because I usually like watching all the credits anyway. Yeah, And so when Sam Jackson came on and said what his name was, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're bringing in Nick Fury. And when he said the words, the Avengers initiative, I went, oh, because that was <laughs> a big surprise to me. And boy, was I excited
0: all right so we have had five uh ish post-credit sequences technically four and a pre-credit sequence in the incredible hulk do you have a favorite so in this one it's steve boxing and nick comes in to talk to him in thor it was uh nick or eric coming down to the basement of the shield facility to talk to nick about the tesseract and of course reveal that loki is there mind controlling him iron man 2 of course it's the uh hammer out in the desert from thor and an incredible hulk it is tony talking to general ross about their team any any favorites
2: well i mean the first one Obviously stands out just because you didn't know you know now it's a it's become a almost a self parody you know, you gotta wait for the you know you know Marvel's gonna have the post credit scene, so yeah, it was a surprise you didn't know there even was one what it was what it meant that we're not just getting an Iron Man movie, they're going to make Avengers movies was incredible so I mean that that definitely is my favorite, but I really like the Iron Man two one also because by that time, I'm sure I knew that they were making a Thor movie but it was still so new to the post-credit scenes. they didn't really know that it was a lot of these post-credit scenes were being used to set up future movies. So the whole, you know, sir, we found it, pull out reveal of the hammer. Uh, I'm really excited. Like, oh, cool. Right. We're getting a Thor movie. You know, it made it real.
1: At that point, I think too, there was this little piece though of like, Uncertainty, like they're teasing this movie, but you know, I've seen movies where they tease other things, and the, those movies never get made. I think I remember early on, just really wondering or thinking, probably out loud to somebody, "Man, it's gonna suck if they never make that Thor movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, it's gonna suck
1: if they're not able to, you know, if 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 people don't trust it because all they remember is the other Thor movie that was so bad, or the the Hulk movie with the Thor in it. Oh. You know, like the, the TV stuff, <laughs> yeah. like." Uh, (laughs) Uh, I it's going to suck. And so I think in these phase one pieces, it it was really still that bit of uncertainty and risk. And that kind of makes this one unique because it not only demonstrates that, yes, we're coming back, but here's the trailer like we're done.
0: (laughs) Right.
2: right. Well, that's I was going to ask this. So the the beginning of this is sort of your typical post credit scene with them hitting the punching bag and, and the Nick, Nick Fury coming and talking to him, but the rest is just a trailer. Right. Now, No Way Home used Multiverse of Madness uh, as trailer, as a post credit scene. Are these the only two MCU movies to do that?
0: I want to say... I feel like there was one more, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. It's definitely... Um, I know that when I saw essentially the multiverse of madness trailer i was a little disappointed i'm like oh we're just gonna see the whole trailer of that then huh
1: so uh okay so according to marvel cinematic universe wiki there are four and only those two of them are listed as theatrical it's captain america doing the avengers and no way home doing doctor strange the defenders featured the teaser trailer for the punisher as its post-credit sequence of the final episode and iron fist used the teaser trailer for the third season of daredevil at the end of its final episode but i'm not I'm not seeing anything else as a trailer for post credit sequence in the films. Yeah. Okay. And everybody knows that everything that is printed on the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom wiki is accurate
0: <laughs> and complete. Of course, of course it is. We've taken we've taken that as gospel. Of course it is. <sighs> yeah. Well, and then the other thing that we have here, which we also had in Iron Man 2, once you watch that next movie, you realize, oh, I'm actually kind of watching what they call a cut down scene where it's actually just a scene from the next movie that they've edited down to tease you with it. Iron Man 2, of course, it's Coulson finding Thor's hammer out in the desert of New Mexico. And we see that in the middle of the film here it's a boxing it's steve in the boxing ring or not in the boxing ring but he's at a boxing club and he's by himself and he's hitting a punching bag in avengers it's a much longer scene and steve is having you know he's remembering all of his time uh, just everything that has gone on and he's getting i guess you could say angrier and angrier as he's uh hitting the punching bag until it uh, until he knocks it off. And then the gag is revealed. He's got a whole row of punching bags that he's uh, he's got ready to go as he's doing this. And uh, I mean, we kind of miss all of that here. It's just him punching faster, faster, faster until he punches it across the way. And then Nick comes in and they have a very abbreviated version of their conversation. In the scope of post-credit sequences, uh, I don't know. I I mean, it makes sense. It's definitely something that's kind of setting us up but I also feel like it's a little bit of a letdown when you see the next film and you're like, oh, I just am watching a piece of this. I already saw this in the end of the last movie. Do either of you feel that way?
1: You were, led to, you were led down by that?
0: Well, don't you feel like you want the post-credit sequences to be special? Like Thor, Like we never see the bit with Eric and uh, Nick in the basement of the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and the the whole reveal with Loki. Like That's all something. I know probably Joss Whedon shot it when he was making... Uh, the Avengers, and they put it on the end there, but we don't ever see that in the Avengers.
1: That's interesting. It, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because I like the I like it as a handoff, right? It's 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 a handoff to the next movie, and because we get the trailer for the next movie, I I just remember being so excited about that that I wasn't really thinking about. The fact that this was going to be cut, because how would I have known that this was going to be cut from the next movie? And then when we get it from the next movie, it was, you know, time passes. And now it's, you know, a year more has gone by and I don't really remember all of it that well. So I just feel like in the context of how these things were released for me, there was no reason for me to begrudge, you know, cutting down this sequence. And the fact that I get more of it in the movie is so much the better.
0: What do you think, Eric?
2: I, I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I sort of feel like the way Pete does that. I was so excited about the making an Avengers movie that I was okay with it not being either just a, an original scene just for that, or that it was a chopped down scene. I mean, I think my issues with this is more that the trailers just kind of lame.
0: <laughs> so, right. So, the second part of it we we haven't said is yeah. very specifically just a trailer. Like, as soon as we get the line from Fury saying uh, when. Uh, Steve says you, you're trying to recruit me or tr- trying to recruit me to save the world. Or what does what does he say? Now? Uh, totally he says uh,
2: you have a mission for me, trying to get me back in the world. And then he says trying to
0: save right, it. trying to save it. Right, right, right. And then it cuts to just a whole bunch of shots. I mean, it's it's a trailer. We see the uh, the deck and the helicarrier. We see Nick Fury and Loki and helicopters and Hawkeye, everybody. Arrow. Right. Yeah. We just see everybody and it's quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts. And there's, it's not even Alan Silvestri music, as far as I can tell. Like, the music just is... It's not something. the music. No, it's it's very weird seeing all these images without Silvestri now. Like, I watch this, and I'm like, it just feels like they're cutting something together real fast just to throw on here. It's, uh, it's strange. So you didn't like this, uh, you don't like this trailer portion of it,
2: Eric? No, I think, to your point about the music, it, it sounds like some generic thing you would pull off of some, you know, audio database somewhere on the one hand while it gives nothing away which is good i hate shows that give too much away on the other hand it seems it comes across as if they didn't have much footage frankly to choose from um because yes. you know the, the shots are really boring generic shots a lot of shots of people's backs and, and there's a shot of like the hut that banners in at the beginning of the movie i don't know what that's adding at all <laughs> yeah, right. um and all of that though the worst thing to me the tagline some assembly Required" oh, is, yeah. is just. Someone must have been able in that billion, multi billion dollar corporation to come up with a better tagline than that because that's really, really lame.
1: I I struggle with this, you guys, because I absolutely like I say it out loud. I see it on screen and I agree. It's so stupid. But I was doped up on the jazz for this thing when it came out. Like, I have to re- imagine when I was sitting in the theater, I thought that was the smartest thing that they could ever have done because I was so looking forward to this movie. Like, I, it just like I, I have to think. That they nailed it for what it was, which was to get me excited to to see the movie. And they showed me all that like they jammed all the faces yeah. that I wanted to see in the movie. like that's they and explodey things like that. That's sort of fine. So for its purpose, like I forgive it a little bit. It's monstrosity that it has become now when when you watch it with the gift of hindsight
0: it's interesting like looking at the posters and stuff because the posters just say assemble 2012 mm-hmm. or like the teaser poster that came out yeah and i like that a lot better because you know the whole thing it, it ties into the whole adventures assemble thing the Sum assembly required it does feel Almost too cheeky for what they're doing, and so I don't know. I, I I'm kind of with you, Eric. I'm not a big fan of the silliness of of what they're doing there. I I have a question for both of you, though. I I feel like by this point, we all knew. I'm trying to remember the the timeline of when all this stuff was getting made, and I feel like this may have been the first time that any of us saw mark ruffalo as bruce banner it would would that make sense like oh would we have seen any other i mean maybe some behind the scenes things but otherwise this might be the first time that we ever see him in the role am i correct in that
2: probably i mean what else would we have right
0: yeah i think you're right yeah yeah so i so to, so that is something that when I look at this, I do think is interesting the fact that, um, especially because, I mean, what we've been saying, you barely get to see anybody in this. Like, the face shots are so quick cut that I think, you know, you see him in there two or three times. And the one that stands out is the one where he's, like, taking his glasses off <laughs> yes. as as kind of the moment. Otherwise, like, we don't get much highlighting the fact that, hey, Hulk is a new guy, a new, a new actor is playing him. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just it's pretty hand wavy. Like maybe you won't notice. <laughs> maybe it'll just we'll just forget that this used to be a different guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess in the scope of post credit sequences, I mean, yes, I think that there's a level of excitement of seeing them, wow, they're finally able to do it. They're actually getting all of these pieces that they've been putting together uh, since 2008 with the release of Iron Man. Here we are four years later, and they're finally able to build something where they're going to have all of these actors, all these characters in a movie together. And, you know, there's, there is something cool with that. I, despite the fact that this trailer is a little, you know, all flash and um little excitement.
1: I mean, I'm just, I'm just excited about the, you know, the The whole idea that we've been waiting for so long, like this felt like such a momentous culmination. Like, I, I just remember, like, you and I were probably still fighting about letting your inner child out of the closet, right, under the <laughs> stairs, Andy? Like, it was—this was just a thing. Like, you don't want to get your hopes up, but you kind of—your hopes are kind of up and you can't help it. And I was sort of living for that exuberance for a while.
0: No, I mean— it's, it is cool to see them pulling it off, especially at this point because I mean with Thor and Captain America were both 2011. It was a very busy period. And then uh, Avengers coming out right after the stories where they were shooting them kind of back to back. And um, I think we talked about this last season, how Jeremy Renner, the the bits, the shots of him, Uh, when like the reveal of him as Hawkeye in Thor, when he's at the uh, at the shield compound, that was footage that those shots are shot in such a way where it entirely was possible that Joss Whedon shot those while they were on set just so they could throw them in there as Mm. a surprise that the people on set may not have even known that that was set up to be um, Hawkeye in that particular scene. Yeah so
1: that's interesting
0: yeah it's i mean it's interesting to see the way that they put it together and everything well that was another thing like i think that they made some big deal about the fact that you know hawkeye was in thor it was like a press thing like hawkeye is popping up in thor as a way to set things up for the avengers like to get people excited and and then when you see it it's like oh that's all you're going to give us (laughs) of (laughs) him. it was very funny Um, so Eric, do you have, so you were a reader of the Avengers, you said? Absolutely. Where, um, when you were reading Avengers, who was the core team?
2: Uh, it was, uh, Wasp, Cap, Thor, um, Captain Marvel, Black Knight, uh, Hercules was there for a little bit, that horrible Dr. Druid was there for a bit. So it was that that team in from like the two sixties into like the three twenties kind of
0: I mean do you have a se- do you have a preference? Like do you like this team that they assembled for the film?
2: Uh yeah. Uh because um I really liked Cap and Thor as Avengers members. Um those were the two that were part of the, the comic when I was reading it, so I was happy for them. I mean, Hawkeye and Iron Man were in West Coast Avengers, which is which I didn't read, but of course, uh, you know, Iron Man being an original Avenger. Black Widow was long gone from the Avengers by the time I started reading it, and wasn't really a major character when I was reading Marvel Comics, so I didn't really know much about her. The only one that really stood out was kind of Hulk, because, you know, yes, he's an original Avenger, but he leaves in the second issue. Um, And, I mean, Hulk is pretty much always uh, a lone character. He's really not a teen guy. So that was sort of the one that kind of stood out, but I understand why... They included him uh, for the movies you know i mean he's one of marvel's most recognizable characters so uh yeah I, I was i was pleased with the lineup
0: if you could change any of them who would you put in and who would you take out
2: well um it would uh, it would have been cool for hank pym and janet van dyne to be original avengers of the movies since they were in the comics and i'm a big fan of the wasp character talking about many movies down the road i really wish they had not uh, taken Ultron as a Hank Pym uh, invention and made it uh, Tony Stark either. So I, I really would have liked them. I know he's looked at sort of kind of lame and he's not the most powerful Avenger but the Black Knight was one of my favorite Avengers characters. Um, I was very happy to see the character of Thing Whitman at least appear in Eternals. I don't know if anything more is going to be done with that character but I also know that he was too minor of a character to legitimately be in the first uh, Avengers movie though. So uh that's where I would stand with that,
0: I feel like they've gotta be doing something more with him based on the post credit sequence there,
2: yeah, you would think so, yeah, even if he shows up in the Blade movie,
0: right, right. It seems like in some capacity they're planning something at least, so I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. Pete, what about you? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Do you like this lineup
1: yeah no i I like the lineup because it has uh gone ahead and cemented itself in my head as the m c u like these are the characters of of this Uh, model. And it makes the comics lineups just feel messy in hindsight, right? Like I know when I'm reading a, a particular line, Uh, then I I can I totally get into it. But because of the nature of the movies and how far between we have to how far we have to wait between each movie and, you know, how they build these characters and the structure of the films, it feels like a totally separate universe to me. So as much as I like I thought in the very beginning and we talked about this, like it, it might have been a little bit of a strange pick to go with Iron Man as, you know, the first introduction to an Avenger. Uh, by the time we get to the Avengers and this trailer and seeing them together, uh, he's already, uh, you know, the uh, de facto sort of paterna of of the uh, of the team, and him and Cap and knowing the kind of journey they have to go through together over the course of the movies, it's just exhilaration. I think they, I think they made the right choices to to put them together.
0: I mean, I I definitely agree. I I, I like the characters. I. I kind of would love to see, and I feel like maybe after, once we if we do return to an Avengers film, it will be interesting to see if we do actually start changing things up. Because I feel like yeah. as we got into Infinity War Endgame, it's hard to say, or actually Captain America Civil War really... Like, once we hit that point, like, who's an Avenger? Are they just all Avengers now? Uh, Like everybody's an Avenger. You're an Avenger. (laughs) Where's the line? Like, this is something that, like, is Nick Fury considered an Avenger? Would would you both say that he is or not? I say no. Uh, No. Because why? Well, because he's
1: a like he's the the member of the establishment like he brought the avengers together he's not out there he's the spy like he's not out there fighting in the streets of new york city
0: but he's kind of like i don't know yeah i i, I agree but he's kind of like they're in some capacity kind of a leader of them wouldn't you say i mean he's he's kind of the one who's directing them as far as what they need to be doing
2: mm, yeah but i but people are familiar with the comics he's kind of more playing the role there was a character henry peter gyrich in the comics who was like the government liaison to the avengers so there was a time they had a storyline where the avengers had to answer to the u.s government and, and henry peter gyrich as the liaison sort of could tell them what to do and what they couldn't do he's kind of more playing that role like he's not fighting with the avengers in the streets you know he's not he doesn't have powers he doesn't have a suit well, of armor... Um, neither do
0: two of the Avengers.
2: <laughs> true, but... That is true, but uh, Hawkeye is, quote-unquote, the world's greatest archer, and Black Widow is, quote-unquote, you know, the world's greatest, I don't know, assassin? I'm not sure you know
0: what their training was, yeah.
2: You know, so... Nick Fury is maybe the world's greatest spy, but that's not really something you necessarily want on the front lines, though, of a battle.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's like him... Maria Hill, uh, Phil Coulson, I guess I would say that they are, uh, liaison is the wrong word, but it's like they are S.H.I.E.L.D.'s, I mean, I guess I'll just use it, they are kind of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Avengers liaisons, right? Like, they're the ones who, when it comes to S.H.I.E.L.D. interacting with the Avengers, they are kind of the point people. Yeah. Yeah. OK,
1: because that's I mean, that's
0: really it, their shield. Well, I know. But it just it, like by the time we get to Civil War and the Infinity War and everything, it's like suddenly everybody's an Avenger. I'm like, I don't know. I just like some people are like, can I be one, too? I've been helping all of this. Yeah, I helped. stop. I think the- that's a fair question. I'd like to
1: be an Avenger. I would take up the mentor. <laughs> that's not
0: true. I totally would not do that. All right. Um, Last uh, thoughts about this trailer. Is there a particular shot in here that really worked like the best for you? In the trailer? In this, yeah, in this very brief bit that we have here, two hours and four minutes into Captain America. Is there something in this little tease that we have for the Avengers that is like the moment of this trailer for you? Yes. (laughs) Okay, what is it for you?
2: I don't want to. I don't want to
1: take it if it's, oh, if it's right. also Eric. Okay, oh, Eric,
2: okay. you go first. Uh, I had two. I had Thor calling the lightning down, uh, and Hawkeye uh, with his bow and arrow.
1: Okay. Okay. I like those. They were not my pick. Mine was the final shot before Nick Fury when the camera is sort of craning up a little bit on moody, brooding Avengers uh, sitting around the table when they're all looking down and it's our focus <laughs> is on Thor and everybody's real sad.
0: That's such a weird shot, <laughs> That's though. Such a weird <laughs> shot. Like, I look at that, I'm like, why are they showing the depressing Avengers in the trailer? I know.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's like that spirit of uncertainty, and there they are together. And you know, the shot they can't give away in this particular trailer is the assembled trailer when the when the we're going around them in the ruins of New York City as they finally learn to uh, assemble. You know, some yeah, and <laughs> some. Uh, and and become the Avengers, fighting force, Hulk smash. Like they can't show that shot, uh. So they give us brooding, sad shot, and I'm here for it. I <laughs> okay. was all all over
0: it. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, I guess I kind of like seeing Cap's new outfit. You like seeing Thor's makeup treatment, man? Like, well, we, there's yeah, there's something. Come for on, sure. yeah. Not yeah. seeing those bleached eyebrows that we had to talk for a whole movie about. Ooh. That was definitely something. And, you know, seeing Iron Man flying, I just, I love the shots of Iron Man flying. I'll never get sick of that. So, I mean, I guess if anything, weirdly, the one shot that stands out to me is the shot of the cab when they're, when uh, the explosions are going off on the bridge and the the cab flips to its side and the camera flips with it. That's, that's a great shot in the film. And in all of this, like weirdly, that's the one thing that really stands out to me is like, oh, they used a clip of that. (laughs) (laughs) such a weird thing for them to kind of throw in, but it shows the action, I guess. So there it is for sure. All right. Well, that's it for our post credit sequence. Um, I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, it's going to get us excited for our next season. And we only have one minute left, and technically we only have 12 seconds left of this movie. So in tomorrow's episode, we are going to, it's going to be a little bit of a crossover. It'll be a little bit of a hiatus. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what we learned about this movie, our our thoughts and feelings, and what we're excited about for next season. So it should be fun. So, uh, Eric, why don't you remind everybody again about your podcasts?
2: Sure. So we've got Escape from New York Minute, uh, and we've got Flash Gordon Minute. And they are both podcasts that are completed. So they're both out there on all your favorite podcatchers. And you can still come chat with me and my co-hosts about them on our Facebook groups. Uh, Brains Library for Escape from New York Minute and the Flash Gordon Minute Listeners Vortex.
0: Fantastic. Those links will be in the show notes. Everybody check those out. And Pete, thanks as always. So we are coming back for 12 seconds. Tomorrow. Hell yeah. All right. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. 12 okay. seconds. See you tomorrow. Until next time, true believers.
1: Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.